1: Hello and welcome in to an emergency podcast right here on PHNX. Of course, this is the PHNX d show. I am your mayor, Derek Monti, occasionally uh, occasionally known as your mayor. This is the guy over here. He is at Salt River Fields today. He is becoming the mayor of Salt River Fields himself. It's the one and only Thunderstick, Jesse Friedman. Uh, and Jesse... Big news today, uh, and, and and I say that because some people might not think this signing is as significant for the Diamondbacks as it is, but the Diamondbacks uh, have, in fact, signed Randall Gritchik to a one-year deal worth $2 million per Jeff Passan from ESPN and we've talked about the diamondbacks adding this right-handed bat we've talked about them going out there and finding somebody to pair with jock peterson and platoon at dh someone else that could bring a little veteran leadership as well as maybe some other you know flexibility some other versatility to the lineup and and the diamondbacks get get their guy in randall gritchik
0: they do. Yeah. I mean, I think this makes a lot of sense for the Diamondbacks. Of course, we talked about Grishik uh, the other day. Mark Feinzen had come out with a report. The D-backs were interested uh, in acquiring another right-handed bat. He mentioned Grishik along with Adam Duvall and Tommy Pham. And yeah, Grishik out of those three is decisively, has had the most success decisively against left-handed pitching. Um, and there's there's a lot of value to be had there for the Diamondbacks for sure. You look at his numbers against lefties last year they are very impressive. It's an OPS right around a thousand, you know, against lefties last year. And, you know, you look over the course of his career and this has been a pretty consistent thing for Randall Grishik. This isn't just, you know, a one year run where he was really good at hitting lefties. Uh, You know, this is a guy who has a long track record of of being really good at that. Um, So yeah, he's a limited player. He's not someone you'd you'd want to take a ton of at bats against righties. Uh, You know, the platoon splits there are enormous and, you know, granted when you, when you acquire right-handed hitter, for the sake of facing left-handed pitching, that hitter is going to get some at-bats against righties too. That's going, to come with, that's going to come as part of the deal. If the D-backs, you know, pinch hit for Jock Peterson, bringing Randall Grishik off the bench to face a tough lefty, you know, the next time around, if the game lasts long enough, that then Grishik's probably getting a righty the next time around. Right. Um, yeah. so, you know, the, there are always going to be imperfections with any platoon that you set up anywhere, but yeah, I think there's, there's a lot of good flexibility here for the D backs. Not only can Grishik, you know, slide into that DH slot if the diamondbacks want him there. Um, but you know, you think about facing lefties, if you don't want Alec Thomas to face lefties, which I think is, a reasonably likely scenario that the D-backs at least want to sure. avoid that happening a lot, then you can slide Corbin Carroll, you know, over to center field. You can slide Randall Grishik into the outfield rather than Jake McCarthy, uh, who we talked about before as being not really an ideal fit uh, for that kind of a role. And it, it just makes sense. So Grishik is, is not only a, a DH in my mind, but he can give the D-backs some value in, in the outfield as well. Less so in center field. I know he played a little bit there last year, uh, but in the corners, he's you know he's good enough, and certainly could
1: could get some get some reps out there for sure. Well, this is what Mike Hazen had to say yesterday about the Diamondbacks still being in pursuit of a right-handed bat. I don't have anything to report on that, but yes, we're still there's still players in the market, and we're still Ken has still um, told me to continue to improve the team any way that we can um, within the, the the bounds that we kind of have, and and so we're still out there actively trying to do that. And he was. He was cooking. He was cooking yesterday. He knew what he was talking about right there. And I think he didn't, like he said, he didn't have any other details to share. But we kind of knew that the Diamondbacks were tied to Grichik. We also know that they might have brought back Tommy Pham, which... Will forever be a miss in my mind, just due to the <laughs> jokes that I could have made for an entire season, uh, and also Adam Duvall. But let's take a look really quickly at Randall Grichik's numbers from 2023, uh, because again, these are this is what he's bringing over. Uh, this was a guy that played for both the Rockies and the Angels. didn't Didn't get a ton of consistent playing time, but again, the one big key here is that he absolutely destroyed lefties.
0: Yeah, that's, that's totally the key. I mean, 267, 321, 459, you see those numbers and you're like, man, he could be, you know, he could be an everyday kind of a player and, and he could, you know, if the diamondbacks absolutely needed him, uh, you know, to play every day in some scenario, he wouldn't, he wouldn't hurt you a ton or anything. Uh, but yeah, he does the vast majority of his damage against lefties. No doubt. Last season, I have the numbers in front of me now. He slashed 328, 388, 607. Against lefties in 134 Jeez. plate appearances, compared to 244, 294, 401 against righties. That's an OPS just under 700. Um, so yeah, you know he's not. I, I don't think he'll kill you if he if he takes some at bats against righties. But he did spend the majority of the 2023 season at Coors Field. So you know you do have to kind of factor that in, uh, or at least playing for the Rockies, playing half of his home games at Coors Field. Um, so yeah, he's certainly a limited player, but the reality is this is kind of exactly what the diamondbacks needed in my mind in order to just make this roster make sense. Right now you have Jock Peterson in there against righties. This gives you another option in that DH slot. As I said earlier, it also gives you some flexibility in the outfield. Um, so yeah, on all fronts, this makes sense for the diamondbacks and the price tag here pretty low. Uh, at first glance, at least that was my reaction, you know, one year, $2 million, it's one and a half guaranteed for 2024. Um, there's a mutual option for 2025 that has a $500,000 buyout. Um, there are some incentives here as well. Nick Pecorro reported that he can get up to three and a half million dollars additionally, uh, based on plate appearances. So it's not just a flat 2 million, but you know, even, even if he does get another million or two or whatever it is from incentives, this is still a pretty low number for a guy who has some serious value against lefties and can play a decent outfield and won't kill you against righties as well.
1: You know, I love an incentive based deal, Jesse, because I feel like an incentive based <laughs> deal really it's, I mean, obviously it's not great for the player, right? It, the, all players, all athletes, they want to be guaranteed money and, and we all want guaranteed yeah. money. But at the same time, when, when you might be seeking more money and not being able to get it on an open market, agreeing to a deal that could see you make an additional, like his bonuses could make him more money than his contract, right? He could make another three and a half million in bonuses based on plate appearances uh, over the 2 million that, you know, essentially is guaranteed money here between the one and a half million dollar, you know, one year deal and at least the $500,000 buyout. I feel like it allows, you know, a, a player like Richick to to prove himself and to go out there and be incentivized to be at his best. It's not to say that players aren't at their best at all times, Jesse, but we know guys can get guys, Sorry. guys can, you know, have a lack of, have a lack of it being incentivized. They just have a lack of motivation. And in some cases, you know, this, this might be the best way to, to maximize your, you know, what you could get paid as a player and to, did uh, you know to, to incentivize a guy to be the best for the franchise that he could be I love what this does for the Arizona Diamondbacks I love what this does as a platoon with Jock Peterson and what he could do plugged in not just as a DH at times in pinch hit situations the value that he could have there uh, for Lavolo to come off the bench even and you know be able to be inserted into big moments in the game I I think that, and this might be me once again being overreactionary because that's what I do on the show, maybe being a little hyperbolic, but doesn't this make the Diamondbacks one of the most complete lineups in baseball against lefties and righties? I mean, at least it feels like it's one of the most complete lineups in franchise history against lefties and righties.
0: Yeah, against righties, it was already pretty complete. And against lefties, you're, you're getting, I mean, yeah, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty complete against lefties. I still think it'll be interesting to see, you know, you need a DH and you also need potentially an outfielder um, because if you don't want Alec Thomas starting against lefties, you need an outfielder to replace him. Maybe Grishik serves that role as I, as I mentioned earlier. Um, so at that point, who's DHing, I still think there are some questions as to who DHs against lefties. If, if that is indeed the case, um, but yeah, the this is a very complete roster for sure. The Diamondbacks this offseason have identified you know their needs, and they've they've come out and they've filled basically all of them. You know, not necessarily with the exact players that you know maybe people would have chosen for them, but a pretty reasonably good solution at just about every position. I know some people are you know you can poke it like backup catcher. Or maybe you'd want a more formidable option there. Uh, But outside of that, I can't really think of, you know, really anything else that this Diamondbacks roster clearly would benefit from. It's in a, it's in a pretty good, a pretty good spot right now.
1: All right. Well, Jesse, I did want to thank everybody for being here in the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. Of course, if you are not, uh, if you haven't subscribed to the channel yet, make sure to do so now. Sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss when any of our wonderful shows go live. Leave us a review on the podcasting side, uh, the audio side. We appreciate that as well. Make sure you're subscribed over there. Leave us a like on the YouTube side. Of course, I am here. Uh, pod uh, producing this myself today, so I saw someone say something about an error, and yeah, there chances are errors are being made while I am producing this. But I hope everything, uh, <laughs> I hope everything is going well for everybody. <laughs> uh, I do know that one thing some fans might consider an error. Speaking of which, uh, is the fact that now this does seem to make Jake McCarthy, in fact, the odd man out. There's a lot of comments in our yeah. chat about it, and a lot of guys don't love what this does for Jake McCarthy. Do you see him becoming expendable to the point where the Diamondbacks are just kind of have to have to trade him because of his value, or is he someone that could stay in in Reno and, and be around for minor league depth in the case of some sort of injury or, or the Diamondbacks needing him?
0: Yeah, I I do think he's probably the odd man out. Uh just looking at, at roster construction, it's hard to see how he would fit on the roster. You've got Guriel Thomas Carroll. You've got Jock Peterson who, you know, there's maybe some outfield ability there. There's Randall Grishik now is certainly going to make the team. Adding Jake McCarthy puts the diamondbacks at six outfielders. Um and you know, I I, I don't really see that happening. I don't really seeing that make sense from a roster construction standpoint. So it's, it's going to be an uphill battle for Jake to make the team. It's a little hard for me to see it happening. Injuries certainly can happen. And, you know, I, I, wouldn't certainly wouldn't rule that out necessarily, but you know, in terms of the trade, I think it's interesting. I mean, if I were the Diamondbacks, I would at least want to explore it and just kind of get a sense for what Jake McCarthy's value is on the open market. I don't think it's a move that they have to make or not, And I don't think it's necessarily something that they need to do. You know, there's value in having a, a pretty solid, outfielder available in Reno, uh, for, you know, whenever injuries arise or whatnot throughout the season, but the D backs also have Jorge Brosa in the system. And, you know, if Jake McCarthy weren't in the organization, they probably could get by that way. So yeah, if I were them, I would want to explore a trade, but I'm not sure that I would necessarily do it. It would depend on, you know, what I'm getting in return. Again, the D backs don't really have a lot of clear needs at this point. I guess the bullpen is the biggest one. I'm not really sure though, you know, if Jake McCarthy gets you a back end level reliever. Um, so it's a little hard for me to see a trade, a trade coming together.
1: So, I mean, again, how, how does this impact the rest of the roster though? Like is, is Jake the main concern there or does this kind of make any other guys a little expendable as well? I think, yeah, it's
0: interesting. I mean, I think anyone who bats right-handed, like their chance of making the team goes down like just a little bit, not necessarily by a huge margin. But, you know, I think about Emmanuel Rivera, for example, you know, now that the Diamondbacks have Grishik to be kind of a right-handed force against lefties, Rivera is not totally unnecessary. um, I wouldn't say like, as I said earlier, there is still, if you have Grishik starting in the outfield against lefties, you still would want a DH there potentially. So, I don't think like Rivera is is you know doesn't make any sense on the roster by any means, but his chance of making the roster maybe goes down a little bit. Now he maybe you're you're favoring left-handed hitters a little bit more at this point. So yeah, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of different ways that that this could this could shake out at this point. It's hard to say how, how what the impact on the infield really is.
1: I just can't. I still just can't get over what Grichik brings as far as his splits go, Jesse, because again, this is probably everything the diamondbacks were looking for in somebody to pair with Jock Peterson. Of course, there are questions about the total amount spent on Gritchick and Jock Peterson versus maybe going out there and getting a JD Martinez, Jorge Soler. Isn't that much more expensive either. It's just a longer term deal. Instead of it being one year for these guys, it was a three year deal. is is, what are the advantages here to going with this two-player platoon? Is it just a matter of being more well-rounded than you would be if you just went after a Solaire or just went after a JD Martinez?
0: Yeah, I was thinking about that earlier. Um, It is a little odd, you know, the Diamondbacks between Grishik and Peterson. I think Peterson's $12.5 million, I believe. Uh, you know, Grishik is at two million, but it could escalate based on those incentives that we talked about earlier. These two players, you know, they both have mutual options. There's a good chance that neither of them return in 2025. You might spend, you know, with Grishik's incentives, you might spend about 16, 17 million dollars on these two players this year. Um, and you could, you could have probably had, you know, one of those guys, maybe not JD Martinez for sixteen or seventeen million dollars. Um, but you know, you could have had Corey Soler for that. Right. He signed for three years and 42 million. Um, I know he had like some weird big signing bonus up front. Um, so yeah, it it is, it's a, it's an interesting question to think about. I'm sure we'll dig into that more. Um, but yeah, my, my initial thought is that there is some benefit in splitting it up into two players just in that, um, you know, if you had just signed a Corey Solaire like Corey Soler is not a particularly good outfielder. I think Randall Grishik is someone you might feel a little bit better about in the outfield. Um, and so defensively, I think there, I think there could be an upgrade there with the solution. Um, you know, just having two players, you could, you could argue there's value in just having two guys rather than one. You know, if one guy gets hurt, um, you know, you, I guess you'd rather have two than one in it, from an injury standpoint, maybe. But there's also value in having, you know. Uh, your, are designated, your primary designated hitter, taking up one roster spot instead of in this scenario where you've split it up over two roster spots, and you don't have as much room for other guys. So there, yeah, there's a case to be made either way. And um, I'm going to have to dig, I'm going to have to dig more into this, but I still kind of wonder if Jorge Soler would have been a pretty compelling option
1: compared to combining Peterson and Grishik together. Does Jorge Jorge Soler have a 995 OPS against left-handed hitting, though, Jesse? Or left-handed hitting, Again, I yeah, lefties, yeah. I think it's better.
0: Jorge Soler, oh, nice. Jorge Soler <laughs> is the, the difference actually, that's a good point though. The difference with Jorge Soler versus these two guys, Jorge Soler is not as good, was not as good against righties last year as Jock Peterson. Jock Peterson, yeah. I think, is actually yeah. there might actually be a pretty dif- a pretty decent margin there. Um, whereas if you're comparing Grishik to Solaire against lefties, I think Solaire probably has that beat. It's not by, you know, a huge margin. Grishik's numbers are really good. Um, I guess there's also value for the D backs and having a left-handed hitter in this, in this situation, just, you know, a left-handed hitter to kind of break up the middle of the lineup. We saw them move Alec Thomas pretty far up the lineup during the playoffs last year you know, with this arrangement, you have Jock Peterson that you can do that and kind of give opposing pitchers a different look. You wouldn't be able to do that with Jorge Soler. Um, so yeah, there's a case to be made either way. I, I think I personally would rather have a Jorge Soler type
1: than, you know, two players who kind of function in a similar role together. Perfect remedy says flexibility depth is the advantage insurance for injury, meaning having the two guys. Sure. Uh, Mike B agrees with you. Mike B says, I'd rather have one great player. soler or JD instead of two really decent to good players. However, Carson says D backs are playing chess, not checkers come playoffs with Gritch and jock. I, I like that. Uh, also, there's something to be said about the fact that both of those guys do bring a tremendous amount of experience that the Diamondbacks are losing in some of the veterans that are are going to be sure. leaving as free agents from this team. No more Evan Lagoria Now with this signing, no more Tommy Pham. So it, it does help to bring in guys that have the experience of Peterson uh, especially Peterson in the playoffs, and Grichik just in his career to come over here and help these young guys continue to evolve and continue to get better every single day. I think that uh, there is some value here, and there is some uh, flexibility. I mean, maybe maybe that is what the Diamondbacks are going for. Maybe the fact that combined, yes, they they might have paid a little less for Soler or Martinez, but are they getting the well-rounded versatility that they're getting out of having both Peterson and Grichik as part of their lineup it remains to be right it's like we talked about yesterday these trades and free agent moves will we'll never know how they work out until the season gets here you just have to like the fact that they continued to pursue the guys that they were connected to were able to get those guys and have in fact made their roster substantially substantially better than where we were one year ago today
0: Yeah, I think where I stand, the more that I'm kind of thinking about this on the air, I think I would rather have Jorge Soler in 2024 than both Jock Peterson and Randall Grishik. However, CVS made a great point in the comments that there is a short-term commitment here. You are not committed to Jock Peterson or Randall Grishik beyond 2024. If you sign Jorge Soler, the Giants just gave him a three-year deal. And maybe you do want Jorge Soler over the platoon in 2024, I would probably side with that. But do you want Jorge Soler in 25 and in 2026 as well? You know, maybe you do, but there's certainly a lot more risk there with a guy who's already into his 30s, you know, doesn't have a great injury track record, has some inconsistency in his past. There's more risk. There's a lot more risk in signing Jorge Soler, even though the ceiling and kind of like my baseline expectation for 2024 would probably be a little bit better in that scenario.
1: Well, we will see. We will be there. We will be present to watch all of this play out. And in fact, baseball games will be paid, played in less than a week from today, Jesse. Uh, Friday, yes. coming up here very quickly, we will have some baseball games to watch. Uh, the, uh, Benjamin asks, are the D-backs losing speed in trading McCarthy for Grichik? Uh, and yeah, obviously there's, there's some speed. Like we yeah. know Jake McCarthy was very good on the base path. We know at times he was, he was part of the chaos of this team's success. So they are losing that, but I also do feel like there might be a lot of uh, advantages at the plate. I mean, Grichik's going to be a much better hitter than Jake McCarthy, most likely. And plus, honestly, I, I hate to say this, but uh, if, 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 Diamond, if McCarthy stays in the organization, it's kind of like. Jordan Lawler like I don't want McCarthy just as a backup I don't want McCarthy just coming in situationally here and there I would like him to continue to grow and I would like him to continue to get regular at bats and and with the way that the lineup was constructed, even before this this deal went down, it was most likely that Jake was not going to get regular at bats on the major league roster. So, uh, hopefully, he yeah. can still contribute in Reno. He can get better, and and when his number is called, maybe he can come up and and you know make the Diamondbacks forget about other guys. Maybe maybe this is his year to finally put it all together. It's not like we haven't seen it out of Jake at times. Jake has been an incredible baseball player in stints for this team. Uh, just just needs to do it consistently. Right.
0: Yeah. Randall Grishik has, he has a little bit of speed, but he's not much of a base dealer uh, in his career. He's 27 for 45 and stolen bases, which isn't not, not a great percentage. It's not really a, a big, a big part of his game at this point. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, I think Jake McCarthy is still someone who has value as a depth piece in this organization for sure. And, and as you said, you know, maybe, maybe after 2024 when both Jock Peterson and Randall Grishik likely go elsewhere, maybe Jake has put himself in position to have a more prominent role in, uh, in 2025. The other thing I'll say real quick about Grishik is I do want to address. He, he played for two teams in 2023, spent most of the season with the Rockies. He was traded to the angels on July 30th. Uh, CJ Crone was part of that deal as well, going over to the angels. And he was not nearly as good. uh, Once he was traded over to the angels, he had an 80 OPS plus um with them as opposed to a 120 OPS plus with the Rockies. So there was a pretty considerable drop off there. Um, I wouldn't necessarily read too much into that. I mean, it's a it's a pretty small sample size. It's just a couple of months that he played with the Angels. It's also interesting that if you look at his splits during his time with the Angels, he was still excellent against lefties. The numbers against lefties didn't really drop off after the trade. It was just his numbers against righties that were quite poor after that point. Um So yeah, it's not something I'm overly concerned about. I think pretty much no matter what, like, you know, Randall Grishik is going to rake against lefties and there's a lot of value to be had for that or for the Diamondbacks just, just in that alone.
1: Well, do not miss out on everything we have to offer this year because we will be bringing you more on this deal and everything Diamondbacks related all season long. Of course, if you are not a diehard yet, sign up at gophnx.com. Get your diehard membership. That way you don't miss out on any of Jesse's articles or content. You don't miss out on any of the wonderful stuff we're offering in the discord, which is the best place to be an Arizona sports fan. We have uh, game shows. We have count city council meetings. We have me and Jesse playing each other in video games and so much more. So do not miss out on all that we have to offer uh, as a diehard, including picking up one of these sweet shirts for free from the phnxlocker.com, whatever shirt of your choosing, by the way, uh, and and discounts with our partners and so much more, including our events, which this year we are going to be out at the pool for our one of our takeover events in July. Do not miss out on joining us at the pool. And of course, if you're a diehard, you can get a discount on that. Uh, and so much, so much more mostly just become part of our family. We love, uh, having people join us over here. So make sure to do so. Of course, uh, another great thing, uh, that's not great. Actually, I was going to say another thing that's happening here. Tommy Fam uh, most likely marks the end of his time. With this team, and and I just wanted to take a moment. That's uh, true. Everybody knows I love the jokes. Everybody knows I love the jokes. <laughs> I just wanted to take a moment to say, Tommy Fam, in his tenure with the Diamondbacks, was incredible, and he will be missed. I think this guy's value goes way beyond the stat sheet, and I don't know, I don't know if the Diamondbacks make the playoffs last year without Tommy Fam. I say that just in a leadership role. I say that in a motivational role. I felt like he gave this team, especially the young guys, kind of an edge you know, kind of made them have a little bit of a chip on their shoulder, made them play with a little bit of, you know, self-confidence. And I feel like that again is, is kind of undervalued in his time here. I know he's kind of had a bad rap in, in his time as a player uh, with certain organizations. I don't think that could be said about his time with Arizona. He was an incredible teammate. Uh, He was an incredible person to interview by far, uh, probably my favorite interview subject, uh, since he joined the team, uh, and just, just a really great dude, like, you know, from giving his dog Jace and at bat to everything that he did with this team. I mean, it's, it's a real shame that, uh, he won't be around to allow me to make, jokes about him and jock peterson in the clubhouse maybe that's for the best maybe maybe that was a maybe that was a bridge that we couldn't cross maybe that was a, a relationship we couldn't mend right so uh, we do know that that being a connected team and being a dangerous team is very important to the arizona diamondback so uh, i just wanted to take a moment though i i've, I've made lots of jokes about about tommy fam slapping jock peterson which is still just one of the most hilarious things that's ever happened in baseball but uh jokes aside fam an incredible guy and I hope he, he lands somewhere that he can uh, maybe offer another team uh, all the wonderful things he brought to the diamondbacks.
0: Yeah. I'm glad you brought him up. Uh, Cause yeah, I think this does officially close the door on the D backs, bringing in, bringing Tommy fan back. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, he was, I'm glad the diamondbacks fans got to experience, you know, what it's like to have Tommy Pham on your team for a while. Uh, you know, there are other organizations that have, have, you know, kind of grown familiar with him uh, over the last uh, few years since he came in the league. Um, but yeah, it is, it is a unique experience. The way that he cares for his teammates is, is different. Right. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, yeah. uh, you know, and, and as a member of the media, like going up to Tommy fan there, you know, he, you don't necessarily know exactly what, what you're going to get on a day-to-day basis, but, there's uh, you know, there's a lot of good in that. Like a lot of times he would tell it like it is, you know, unlike anyone else in the clubhouse was, was willing to do necessarily He's, you know, certainly one of the people who's willing to kind of just go out there on a limb and and just, you know, sort of speak his mind, which is a member of the media. I always appreciate, and his teammates clearly appreciated him as well. And, you know, it seems like diamondbacks fans have really gravitated toward him and, you know, we're really hoping to get him back. So I don't think that's going to happen, but uh, you know, those two months, I guess really three months, including the playoffs uh, you know the Dbacks fans had with with Tommy fan uh, those will be those will be remembered for a long time for sure.
1: Uh, we'll never forget it. We'll never forget it. But of course, uh, we we. Turn the page to a new chapter on Diamondbacks baseball, and it's a very exciting chapter, a very exciting time to be a fan of this team uh, now and hopefully with the standard that they're trying to set for the foreseeable future. Uh, We thank you guys for stopping by for this emergency podcast. Of course, uh, if you're going out to the most valuable party or you're out there already, we hope you guys have an absolute blast uh out there it's going to be a lot of fun Uh, in the meantime you can make sure to follow us on social media i'm at cap underscore caveman with a k jesse is at jesse and friedman our show is at phnx underscore dbacks but of course all roads duly to at phnx underscore sports on twitter instagram and facebook we thank you guys for stopping by we appreciate your time and remember kids baseball is fun but it is so much more fun when you have a complete lineup